You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. Welcome to the Locked On Hornets podcast. We are coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. Make sure you are following us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Hornets. You can find myself on Twitter at Walker Mail, Doug at Doug Branson NBA, and Nada at Nada the Scribe. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Visit Locked On Sports to check out all of our podcasts on the NBA, NFL, MLB, and fantasy sports. No Doug Branson today, called out sick. Yeah, no, again, he's on the IR, 10-day IR for some sort of illness, I don't know. Leaving Nada all the work to do, having to carry the heavy load. Are you ready to get to the weekend, Nada? Oh, so much, so, so, so much. (laughs) Has it been a rough day for you today because Doug is now out, probably got his feet up, chilling. Exactly. I'm hoping he's coming up with some new opens at least today. (laughs) Exactly. Well, he came up with a good one. All of these opens are good, but it was a while since he came up with another one. So he finally came up with a new one. Maybe that's some work we can have him do It's the first one I'm involved in. (laughs) It is. And and we do need you to get in on one of these transitions that he's Yeah, exactly. So we, we need to get you on that. Doug, you work on that if you're listening. Rick Bunnell interviewed head coach James. Borrego, which you can catch in the Charlotte Observer. He mentioned Malik Monk and the pace of play in that interview, so we'll get to that in just a moment. Free agency starting very soon with the possibility of some dominoes falling. We already have LeBron James opting out of his contract. Paul George opted out of his contract. No surprises really for either one. LeBron James was the one we were paying attention to, but again, it's not a surprise that he opted out. Now it just probably hinders the chances of Houston because a sign-and-trade was going to be the most appropriate way he could land on the Rockets roster. Houston and Boston. And Boston, true. Boston is going to be another one as well. So interesting that he decides to opt out, but again, not necessarily a surprise. It just probably ups the ante for the Lakers' chances, as well as Cleveland, who's still very much so in the mix. They could bring him in just on a different deal. So again, free agency starting very soon. Uh, We'll get to Brian Windhorst's comments on that matter. Mitch Kupchak. He joined myself, Bobby Rosinski, and Molly Cotton on the wake-up call today on 7.30 The Game ESPN Charlotte. So we've got some sound from that interview that we'll play for you later on. Some interesting stuff that Mitch had to say. We'll get into a couple of those comments. And of course, we're going to drop the 24th best Charlotte Hornet of all time. No beer today. Doug took all the beer home with him this weekend. But we got the 24th best Hornet for you. His list technically is around here, though. It, I'm sure it is, and it, including the World Wide Web. But we'll, we'll have it exclude. I'm sure he's got some, at least some tailoring that he did to his actually list, right? no he left his list oh don't tell me i don't want to see it don't okay. ruin it for me don't right. put that away put that away Fine. don't eat i'm sure you've looked at it a little bit too of course i, I told you I about you wednesday yeah, i guess I you did it. but i i'm not surprised i i don't trust you with that list i'm sure you peaked already to see i know i know all, again if <laughs> someone wants to know the list in its entirety again hit the patreon page pay for it and you can find out the entire list and you can be angry if you choose <laughs> my, my, not my list though you have to listen to these podcasts to get my list so again we'll get to the I'm 24th. working on getting your list yeah, yeah keep working man you're not going to be able to get it you're just going to have to listen just like everyone else but we'll start with the breaking news of the day coming from the charlotte hornets the hornets they will not tender a qualifying offer 
to forward Trevion Graham, making him an unrestricted free agent in July. And by making that qualifying offer, the Hornets would have had the option to match and retain Graham if another NBA team signed him to an offer sheet. But again, they do not, so they do not have that option. The Hornets also declined to make a qualifying offer to Marcus Page. He had a two-way contract with the Hornets and the Greensboro Swarm. So Page, he just appeared in five games for the Hornets, and he did appear in 46 games for the Swarm. So Marcus Page no longer a member. But not, of course, Trevion Graham is the guy that's certainly more interesting. Graham averaged 16 minutes, four and a half points, and two rebounds a game in 63 appearances last season. More importantly, probably the stats you're most looking forward to, in, in at least with the kind of player he could be, he shot over 40% from three, and he has the potential to be a good defensive player. And I think you saw that a little bit from him last season in the limited minutes that he played. Nada, your thoughts on Kupchak's decision to not put forth a qualifying offer to Trevion Graham? I was kind of surprised, considering that it was only $1.7 million that we're talking about on that qualifying offer. I don't think anyone was going over three or four. And for a guy that can play a little bit more stretch four, and granted, there was a glut of swingmen at the three and four, and we're going to talk more about that with Mitch's comments. I think this was an essential signing, especially when it comes to depth and the injury history of this team. I think this is a mistake, but I am kind of surprised. I'm also kind of surprised Marcus Page isn't coming back. I'm, I also am kind of surprised considering local kid, Greensboro, again, Greensboro stalwart, 46 games for him, like you said. I'm kind of really surprised about this, and I, I'm again, this is a new era in Charlotte Hornets basketball as far as I'm concerned. Well, and Page is a Tar Heel. And they got exactly. rid of Tar Heel. <laughs> they should. That, I would have bet against that. Page is a Tar Heel. Jordan Kupchak, they got the band back together. I would have figured they would have brought in Raymond Felton to go along with Marcus Page. Oh, no. Again, hey, you, your boy. Now, now, you just, now you're just trying to set me up. The no. 25th best Charlotte Hornet of all time. I believe everyone thinks that. I believe you're the only one that doesn't think No, no best. one thinks that. He's not the best 20, well, at least top 25. But Marcus Page is gone. You're right, Nada. But again, Travion Graham, the, the real guy to look at here. And I agree with you. I'm surprised about it as well. $1.7 million is what the qualifying offer would have been. And that's not a lot of money at all. It's a guy that was useful for you last season. I get that it was a roster position that had a few guys there. But two things that surprised me, not only because I believe in Travion to be a guy that can contribute off the bench, but one, three and D guys in the NBA, they're all the rage. And they're important. And, and they're rare. And they are rare. And there's not a whole lot of guys to do it. And it's almost it's almost like the old axiom in the NFL, you can never have too many pass rushers. I feel like you almost can't have too many 3 and D guys in the NBA. Especially when they come cheap and you can trade them later. And exactly. That was my next point. So even if you did not want to use them yourself, then he does provide some trade value. You're not trading straight up for Travion Graham. It's not someone that maybe somebody would be interested in enough to make a deal by itself with another sexy sexy player coming in. But maybe it could be the kicker or maybe it could be the, the piece to swing a trade in your favor. Maybe that could have been the guy that, you know what, maybe one team wasn't comfortable giving up whatever their return would be or whatever their trade package would be. But then you include Travion Graham because you like the guys ahead of him better and maybe that was enough to swing a trade your favor. It, he has value. And I, I and I think you're going to see some teams offer some money in him. And again, it's not on a bad – he's on a good contract. It's a 3 and D type player. He's young. I, I feel like they should have just brought him back even despite him costing a little bit of money. And I get they don't have a whole lot of money. 
But I think you take that risk for two mil. You take that risk for two million, and more importantly, and this is the thing that I guess bugs me about this whole thing is we're always talking about depth and this team building depth and this team not having a bench for large stretches. How much have we clowned the bench the past couple of seasons? Oh, oh, it's been it's been it's been awful. Yeah, on both ends of the floor too. Like defense was was more atrocious a couple of seasons ago, but shooting. We got rid of it when we got rid of Bellinelli, and it's not like we were, you know, wanting Bellinelli here back. But no, again, no when, when you get that. a player with that, right? When you get Travion Graham, who doesn't olay on defense like Bellinelli did, that's somebody that you could absolutely use on the bench, and he's no longer here. And more importantly, he's a guy that this team built and developed through the G League, took some time with him, and you could bring him back on a one point five, maybe two two million dollars. And instead, you let him walk. And when people hating on Steve Clifford, by the way, not developing players, maybe Travion yeah. Graham is a guy you could look Travion at. Travion Graham is the guy you point to. Undrafted NBA player coming in, getting developed at least enough to get 16 minutes a game and 63 appearances last season. And again, has a good reputation. This is not an unknown commodity around the league. People know Trevion. And we, we've talked to Rick Bennell about this on the Wake Up Call. And he was talking to some of his, I, I forget some of the guys that he was talking to with NBA teams. And he was saying, you know, if uh, tell me something I don't know about Trevion Graham being an NBA player. Is he legitimate? And, and Rick said, whoever he's talking to is like, well, yes, that's I'd said, tell me something I don't know about Trevion. Tell me, I, I know this guy is a legitimate NBA player. I, I know this guy is going to be useful for teams, mm-hmm. and now the Hornets don't have him. And again, you can look at how he developed under Steve Clifford's tutelage, and now it's a guy that's probably going to go get some money, and, and hell, maybe even Orlando. Like, who, who knows? Maybe Clifford wants to reunite. Here's the thing that I guess that bugs me the most. Only three teams are willing to spend money this year in free agency. The Lakers are one, the Kings, and who knows what the Kings are going to do. And maybe Atlanta. And I stress maybe. Well, and and we'll see about the Pacers. We did see Thaddeus yeah. Young. And by the way, just real quickly to mention this before we dive into James Brago's interview. Funny how these players started to make some sense of these options, yeah. right? Like Thaddeus Young almost opting out of that player option. Look, I, I like Thaddeus. Yeah. You're not making $14 mil anywhere else. No man. one's making anything close it, to that. How about Ennis Cantor really considering getting off of that no. eight? Stop. No, no one. He, he opts in. That was the thing. No one was considering leaving because there's no money out here. And it's cool that they tried. At least it kind of went the way that they wanted to where they see. But again, that was no surprise that both of those guys ultimately end up, end up opting into their contracts because it was monetarily the absolute smart thing to do exactly it was the absolute smart thing to do and that's what bugs me about this Travion Grant thing no one was going to go at him with a five million dollar contract when everybody's over the cap and tax and we're going to see and we'll talk about this in future episodes we're going to see a lot of garbage in garbage out trades this summer yeah you're going to see a lot and Travion Graham could have been an asset that you used to your advantage. All right, we'll move on. Rick Bennell, he did interview James Borrego in an interview that he had with the Charlotte Observer and some comments that Borrego had. We'll start with his comments on Malik Monk. Quote, Malik Monk is a major player for us next season. I knew he was a shooter, but being up close to him is impressive. This guy has a chance to be an elite shooter, a very consistent shooter, someone we can play through for different stretches of a game. You look at that comment. We'll talk about some of the comments that Mitch Kupchak had on Malik Monk. Yep. Not of these guys believe in Malik. The building believes in Malik Monk. The fans believe in Malik Monk. Everyone believes in this guy. And I think that is a lot of what had to do with Steve Clifford's outing here in Charlotte. 
The fans grew tired because of that narrative that Steve Clifford does not play these young guys, even though it wasn't true with Frank and Cody, but that was the narrative with him, and you saw that with Malik. Look, there are some problems on the defensive end for him, and I think people, I don't think people were completely naive to that. I think people understood it. I just think people were saying, okay, I, I don't care about that end of the floor. Give me the shooting. Give me the volume shooting. That's what I want more than anything. Hopefully the guy develops. I hope the guy develops, but I'm hoping that this is not like one of those reactionary things that they're listening to the fan base and they're screaming, we could have had Donovan Mitchell, and this is going to be their response because I don't think that's fair to Malik. I don't think that's fair to the building. I don't think that's fair to Donovan Mitchell. And this is a guy we believe in too, Malik. Yes. Uh, not like me and you. Not not just dogging everybody else that believes in Malik, but we, we believe in, in Monk. But it's also so interesting to see themselves tie themselves to the hip to Malik. Like this is our guy. I mean, we're we're, we're going to go all in with him. And I think that is the rah rah thing that fans want to hear. It's certainly something as a fan of the Charlotte Hornets, I do like to hear that. But again, I hope that they're I hope that they're being smart about this, and I think Mitch Kupchak is to a certain extent from some comments. I think you that he have had. to be. I think you have to be. But again, it is interesting that they are all in on this guy. I I want to see the amount of minutes that he plays because it looks like he's going to be playing a lot. He's going to be playing a lot, and I think that's what they're basing this improvement on the bench off of is just the sheer improvement of Malik Monk. Now, if Malik Monk comes out and has a subpar summer league, things change awfully quickly. I don't think he will. Yeah. I think Summer League is built for a guy like him. I think Summer League's built for a guy like him to dominate. And if he dominates Summer League like I think he can, oh, the hype machine becomes super nuclear. I could not agree more. You saw him play the one game that he had in the G League where he just, and now he wasn't efficient, which is a little scary, but obviously the guy got any shot he wanted. Yeah, it was it was impressive to see him in the G League. You know, it's it's almost at the point last season where he was almost like a four A player. Exactly. Like maybe not ready for the pros, but certainly better than he was for the G League. And the one thing that I would say about this into the building, per se, I think the last three weeks kind of vindicated whatever what whatever Steve Clifford was trying to say about him not being ready, him not paying attention to detail, him not being knowing where to be. Now, if he does all of that this summer again. The soup, the hype is going to be nuclear. Yeah. On increasing pace, James Borrego commented that it's easy to say we want to play with pace. A lot of coaches out there will say that, but it's hard to change that slower mentality. You've got to build the habits and practice to play with pace and to play with energy. Do you think this team, this roster, can be built to play with a good pace, Nana, or do you think it? it I kind think of, it's a little too old. I think it is too. I like, think it's a little too old. And the one thing I worry about when we start talking about playing with pace is the fact that we're talking about a team that you're expecting Marvin Williams to run up and down. You're expecting Cody, who's had knee issues, leg issues for most of his career, to run up and down. If you're going to talk about running up and down, then you're talking about getting younger. And with the comments that we'll talk about with Mitch Kupchak coming up in this episode, it kind of runs like opposite of what they want to really do. I I, I think they can. I, I, I think you have to worry about the age. I think Kimba can do it. I know you worry about his knees. I know you worry about Cody's knees. I think Cody Zeller can play in that offense. I think it's a guy that that runs rim to rim well enough to where he can play in a faster style. Yeah, but who's the backup? Do you trust Willie to do it? I do not. <laughs> do you trust Timofey Mozgov to do it? I, 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 certainly, I, don't, I don't trust him to take a step out in real time. Exactly. And maybe that's the plan. 
We'll run Timofey off so we get a medical <laughs> we get medical retirement and collect the insurance and suddenly cap room just brilliant. Pop. Brilliant. Mitch Kupchak having to pull out all the stops with this payroll that he's got right now. Brilliant by Mitch Kupchak. Just run him out of the building. But I do think Cody can play, but you have a good point in the depth. Maybe those guys aren't able and to do also, so. And it also back to the Travion Graham thing. It also doesn't make he, sense if he you're going to play Mitch Stretch for. He would have been he would have been perfect for that. Yeah. Um other players like Nick Batum, I I don't I don't see him as a particularly speedy guy. I feel like I, his passing that, would have came in help. I right? think that helps. I think Nick Batum, I think when you're talking about playing up tempo and playing with the ball movement, and I know we haven't talked about the Borrego ball movement quote yet. I think Borrego and ball movement and playing up tempo feeds into what Nick wants to sure. do, which is play those passing again. Play with those passes that no one really thinks of, and I think this is going to really unlock his game if they manage to do this right. Yeah, I, I hope so because th- there's been some bad basketball from Nick. Look, I, I understand what good Nick means to this team. We we haven't seen it a ton the past couple of seasons. The guy has not been efficient. It, it's it's been a problem. The contract is bad. I, I get the good that he can do with this team, but there's been some really inefficient moments from Nick Batum that really has hurt this team as well. I do think that it is obviously a guy with good vision. There are some really really dumb turnovers from him where you oh, scratch. I your can head. explain those turnovers. <laughs> I, no, the funny thing is, like I I can see what he was trying to do. It's one of those we can't really score in the half court offense. And then what we do in terms of that, I've got to force these turnovers. If not, I'm going to end up, again, otherwise it's like either turnover shot clock version or turnover, and this is just going to be a pass I'm going to force just because I have to. It it seemed like they were crazy force, but I I do agree with you that a faster pace of play, I I don't expect him to run down the floor that well. I expect him to pass ahead. Yeah. really well I expect him to look at those where the classic high school beat the press drill you don't put yep. the ball on the floor you just look ahead and pass like exactly. that's where I think Nick Batum is going to help in that no part. Nick Batum is going to help him out a lot with that and but more importantly I think it's those passes that you don't see with the cutters and if they've got a three on two break or a two on one break or a, th- a four on one break it's going to be the guy that you don't expect to get the ball to get the ball and that's where it's going to be unlock Nick Batum and I think that's where Borrego comes in handy if you want to support our show and the amazing people that put it together consider joining our Patreon community for as little as one dollar a month you can help us keep making the Daily Hornets content that you've come to trust go to patreon.com slash LOH there's a link in the description of this episode get double entries into our contest and access to content before anyone else patreon.com slash LOH every dollar goes to making this the best Hornets talk in all of Charlotte we've got Mitch Kupchak audio exclusively talking to the wake-up call this morning. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. It's Walker Mail and not Edwards on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. And the Google description here says, on contracts made before June, where the wheat is deliverable in December, either wheat of the grades, named or numbered, <laughs> B shares batik of New York, n.b.a. So take that for what you will. That's a lot of information I just threw at you. I apologize. What was the grade? The Yeah, the wheat was graded uh, C-. minus. Let's get them on. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. What I like about that bump is you trying to stop yourself from laughing at the beginning of that. <laughs> I, I tried. I tried, and I failed miserably on that one. It's, it's a good bump by Doug. Again, Doug not here with us today. He's calling in sick, so it's just Walker Mail and Nada Edwards here with you on the Locked On Hornets podcast. 
We'll move on to Mitch Kupchak's comments that he had again with the wake-up call on 7.30 The Game ESPN Charlotte. We had a chance to talk with him, and one of the first questions we asked him was about the roster makeup and what he expects from each individual player really went down the roster to expect and to to talk about what he expected from each of those guys, but also what exactly needs to still be done. And here's Mitch Kupchak now on the roster makeup. We're very pleased with uh, the depth chart as it stands in terms of, you know, our fours, fives, you know, threes and twos. In other words, um, you know, our front court. And, of course, with Kemba and uh, Malik in the backcourt, uh, we drafted um, Graham out of Kansas, who we think, you know, even though he's a rookie, he's 22 years old, can give us some minutes. But if you kind of look at the board, you'd say, well, we maybe need another player in the backcourt in terms of a ball-handling guard. I think the rest of the spots, there's enough there. Uh, our rookie, um, Miles Bridges, will give us additional depth in the you know, really, probably two through four positions, at least defensively. And most of the other guys, you know, have returned. You'll, you'll know who they are. So uh, if there's one spot, I probably need a ball handling guard. So obviously, number one thing to take away is they're still going to go after a veteran point guard. Yep. Another thing to take away from this before some of the more important stuff we'll get to, they believe in Devontae Graham. Yeah, they do. They, they think this is a guy that can come in and perform right off the bat. He mentioned that another time in that interview where he said that he really does think he can contribute right away. He goes out of the way to confess that he is 22 years old. That is an older guy coming out of college. Mm-hmm. And I and I, you know what? If they hit on him, then great. I mean, there's, there's a reason they gave away two second-round picks to move up 11 spots to go get him. That's, that's what I was – in fact, I was going to say. Like legitimately, if you believed in this guy, where you gave up two first uh, future seconds in a draft that you just got two future seconds to get a guy, get a point guard, you better believe in him, and more importantly, you better play him early. And I like the move, fine. I I, I like going up to get this guy because in a free agency market where you're going to be really mm-hmm. strapped for money, go out get an older point guard. Someone that has, again, a great college basketball career. I mean, that guy was fun to watch at Kansas. And so, Big 12 Player of the Year coming to the organization, a guy that knows how to win, someone that is still athletic enough, small, but athletic enough to play in this league. I I, I think you're okay with Devontae Graham. You're okay with him if he, because if Devontae Graham ends up being Mario Chalmers or a Norris Cole, even, you've won because second rounders really aren't supposed to be doing all that much. Now, granted, Draymond Green throws this this equation all the way well it's such an outlier yeah exactly it's why golden state is able to have four all nba type players because they hit on a 35th overall pick exactly but at the same time as long as he contributes you're going to be fine now granted at the same time and we've talked about this in fact as early as yet as wednesday at some point you do need a third point guard. You do need Yeah, some- this doesn't negate the need for it because yeah. you still need a veteran. Mitch would go on to say in that interview where he talked about maybe Borrego wanting to go to a an older veteran because you feel more comfortable. Maybe at the end of game situations, you might want to go to another point guard when, you know, Kimba might be out or something. Just just another backup. I, I don't think it negates the need for a veteran backup point guard, but it certainly would be nice if Devontae Graham is able to contribute exactly. right away as opposed to him being a project. Another thing Mitch Kupchak mention we'll get to here now is whether there is an emphasis to play the younger players or not whether whether they need to play him wholeheartedly or whether they just need to play whoever gives them the best chance to win here's Mitch Kupchak on that now well I think it's something that you know the coach is going to have to do because you know those are players at positions where we do need some help 
you know, I mentioned the backcourt and that we would need, you know, maybe another presence there. And, and that's assuming you know, that Malik plays a lot of minutes. You know, so uh, assuming, you know, Malik plays a lot of minutes, of course we know Kemba is. Uh, then really it gets Devontae and then that X player that I just mentioned, you know, to you about. So uh, he's going to have to play, um, and not because, you know, the coach needs to play young players to develop them, just because that's where we're going to need help at. Uh, Dwayne, I think it's a little bit more cluttered, you know, between, you know, the two, three, and the four positions where he'll play. There's a lot that the coach can go to. Um, but the primary goal here, you know, with the veteran team, it's not to develop players. This team is not in a rebuild where we're jettisoning, you know, all the older players and bringing in draft choices and young players and creating cap space and looking for a four or five year um, process, you know, to rebuild a team. This team has a lot of veterans on it. Uh, we feel they can win, uh, make the playoffs next year, and the bottom line is whoever the coach feels that. He needs to play in order for this team to do that. That's who he's going to play. Malik Monk being mentioned again. One, they again they're they're going to roll with Malik Monk. He's going to get a lot of minutes. I mean, the way they're talking about him, you feel like he's almost going to start. I, I wouldn't bet on that, of course. But no, they're, I, they're talking about him so much, it looks like they they really believe in Malik Monk. But the other rookie, Nada from last year, Dwayne Bacon, mentions that it's just a position where he plays that is cluttered with this team, where you do have a lot of guys at the three four even two mixed in, the bigger two, but really yes. the three, four, the front court, where it's just a cluttered position, bringing in Miles Bridges, having Marvin Williams already there, having Nick Batum, another body that's kind of similar in some ways. Dwayne Bacon might not be getting as many minutes as we may have originally thought. I, I Again, I look listen to those two quotes. I hear in the first one, yeah, we're fine, we're set, and we're going to play it, but at the second one, we're a veteran-laden team. We are not going to be developing guys for the sake of developing guys. Yeah, and we are, and the coach is going to play who he wants to play. No, they're going for the postseason, and and it would be. I think it would take a pretty decent return to trade Kimba at this point. I would assume so. I thought, but I do think that there are other guys. Dwayne Bacon being one, MKG being another. Like where if. The coach doesn't like the way you're playing. If you're not helping, if you're not spacing the floor, if you can't do these things, you are not going to see that much time. Well, Which, and we know MKG almost has no shot to space the floor. Yeah. Dwayne Bacon still has a shot. He wasn't great from three-point range. We, we saw him he a lot passable. of mid He was. He was. It, that's, that's why I think you have the potential. I mean, he was a guy that really wanted to pull up from mid-range a whole lot. Yeah. But still a guy that has potential, I think, to be able to extend his game beyond the arc consistently. But MKG, you know that's never going to be anything from him. Yeah. You're, you're not stretching the floor ever with MKG anymore. There was a time where Mark Price was really working on that jump shot. You saw some improvement, but that was really going from five feet to 15, eight feet. Yeah. Maybe, right? Like, I mean, you're not moving You're not moving that far back, where at least you can hit some jump shots, but that's it. I mean, you've capped out on MKG's ability to stretch. Yes, you have. So Dwayne Bacon is the guy I think you look at, but also... Marvin Williams, who absolutely can stretch the floor, shooting 40% again last season. Yeah, exactly. So at this point, we're looking at a roster crunch. Not only are we looking at a roster crunch for a, guy, a young guy, which doesn't sound good when you're a small market team that needs to, to develop guys, but it also sounds like there's there's some wings that are leaving town. 
And I do not think that while Kemba may or may not be safe, I wouldn't say that anyone else on that team should feel safe at this point. Sure, and I, I, I would absolutely agree with that statement. I think any salary is up for grabs right now that they're yeah. willing to trade. And, of course, Kemba Walker is probably the only way you get rid of a salary. Maybe Miles Bridges, maybe Malik Monk. Jeremy but, Lamb also. And maybe, but... Not a lot. No, I don't think enough to to stand on its own. Like, seven million will get. Depending on the seven million we're talking about, again, seven million can be the difference between a luxury tax and no luxury tax. And I think you would have to believe a lot in whatever the other guys are making. Like if, if you got rid of Cody, I think the other team would have to agree with a lot with Cody. But sure, it, it's not. I don't think you you slam that away. I don't, I don't think you push that to the side. Maybe Jeremy Lamb is a guy, but we can all agree Kimba by far the best asset to move off of some of this sound. Absolutely. So with that being said, Brian Windhorst went on, I believe, what was it, ESPN Cleveland? ESPN like Cleveland that. it was. And Brian Windhorst said that he thinks the door is closed for any potential Cavs and Kemba deal. Not is the door closed on any deal to be made between the Cavaliers and the Hornets? I think LeBron just closed it about a couple hours ago. Oh, you think opting out made I that think happen. opting out was the final straw. I don't think he's going back to Cleveland because if he wants to stay, he'd have opted in. I, I think he'd have opted in for one more year and said, you know what, I'm going to roll with Cleveland one more year. And then when 2019 hits, a lot more teams available, a lot more teams that I can form. This year is going to be very, very difficult in terms of building a team outside of maybe the Lakers. I'm not ready to say he's out yet. I'm I'm willing to admit that it doesn't look good right now. I'm not going to say that he's out yet because maybe the Lakers situation, and and I don't think this happens. I, I'm opening it up for possibility. Maybe the Lakers situation doesn't unfold the way LeBron wants it to. Perhaps, perhaps, and and I I think it is. <laughs> I think it is a joke that people legitimately think Paul George will stay at OKC. Like again, yeah, this no, is a guy. I think I, Paul George is in LA no matter what. I think Paul George is in LA no matter what. But for the sake of argument, if Paul George does stay at OKC. And Kawhi Leonard isn't traded. And I don't think Kawhi gets traded to the Lakers. Yeah, I, I'm starting to believe that one, too. I think the Spurs hold on to him. Maybe LeBron does to say. And, and maybe Paul George isn't enough. So let's let's even push Paul George to L.A. Maybe if Paul George goes to the Lakers, certainly the Spurs lose some leverage in a potential Lakers-Spurs deal. So, that so do even, the Lakers. And, and so do the Lakers a little bit. So the Spurs definitely do because, you know, then the Lakers don't feel the need to bring on Kawhi as badly to try to entice LeBron. But maybe Paul George isn't enough for LeBron. The mutual respect between those two is great. You've seen LeBron praise Paul George. We can all remember that moment in the Eastern Conference Finals a few years ago where they're dapping each other up. You know Paul George is on the rise, and LeBron gives him some love. And we, we've seen LeBron, we've heard LeBron talk about how much he respects Paul's game. But with all of this being said, I think that there still is an, an opportunity for him to stay in Cleveland. But certainly, I think you have to be betting your money that he's going to the Lakers. No, he's going to the Lakers, and which also says this. While, he, while Kemba to Cleveland may be dead, I still think Kemba to L.A. is a lot more alive. It is alive. It is absolutely alive. And if LeBron did go back to Cleveland, one, Cleveland and Charlotte would be very possible, where then you would have to trade Colin Sexton for something. If LeBron went back to Cleveland, then you're definitely looking at a possible Cavs and Hornets trade. I think that goes without saying. I would say Hornets salary dump. Yeah, too. sure, and and you would well, you would have some favor there because now yeah. it's like, all right, you're going to piss LeBron off again this season with yeah. with no roster shakeup. Okay, 
I mean, well, we're not making this deal unless we get to dump some of this salary. But also, the Lakers, well, having missed out on LeBron, they might be looking for a second-tier star, yeah. more inclined to make a move for Kimba to try to pair him with Paul George, and then you still have money to go out in 2019 for a possible re-sign or, again, to go get your boy Kawhi Leonard. So that would make a lot of sense for Kimba to be traded to L.A. if they do incli- and do, in fact, miss out on LeBron. So Kimba, Kimba trade opportunities, they're not going to die. Like they they are going to be alive, and especially I thought you brought up a good point on Wednesday. Philadelphia could really use a shooter at point guard right now. Yep, and that makes a lot of sense to me. Like Philly again, and they have the assets to yeah. to to dilly with whatever they want to do with uh, with Charlotte. May they could possibly put somebody. Uh, uh, excuse me, they could possibly put up somebody up for grabs for the Charlotte Hornets to take. Exactly. You talk about a Markel Fultz here and a Fultz. Say what you want about a Fultz Monk backcourt. It may be undersized. It is explosive if you get that man's head right. Yeah, and and again, I think that is going to be a team that could possibly be in the mix. So Kimball Walker trade chances, I, I think they're going to be alive. And we'll they're see. alive, but they're lessened. I think LeBron It depreciates lessened. in value. Yeah. It depreciates in value every day you go about this. But I, I do think that they're alive if LeBron, it, no matter even what LeBron does, like if he leaves for L.A., maybe you're more inclined to trade him there or to Philly, which isn't really affected by LeBron. Because I don't, I mean, he, he's not going to go to Philly, right? Like I, I don't, I don't. They're going to try. And they're not going to get him. They're going to try. I just don't trust them. Yeah. Like, like at this point, do you trust that that organization is run right? No, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the 24th best Charlotte Hornet of all time. No beer again today. No Doug Branson, so no beer. But we will talk about the 24th best Charlotte Hornet of all time. It's Walker Mail, not Edwards, on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. You are listening to the Lockdown Hornets podcast. (laughs) Here's the funny part. I was listening to this to prep it for the show, and um, my wife walks in and was like, what are you listening to? That's a little scary if if you don't have the context. If you walk in and you start hearing that, that's Darth Vader. I didn't have pants on. That didn't help either. (laughs) Um, It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Welcome back to the Locked On Hornets podcast. I'm Walker Mail, alongside Not Edwards again. Thanks for joining us today. So we'll move on to the 24th best Charlotte Hornet of all time. Having some beef with the 25th best Charlotte Hornet of all time. Not a, not appreciating the name on that list. No, I don't. Raymond Felton. I don't appreciate that name on the list. What are you talking again? Why would I appreciate that name on that list? Again, he was horrible because he was a point god. G O D. Not a. He's not. You know what? The fact that you disrespected <laughs> Brevin Knight for Raymond Felton. It was hard to leave Brevin off, man. I like Brevin Knight. You disrespected Brevin Knight. You need to apologize. I, I do apologize a little bit. Not for having Raymond ahead of him, but no, I do no, apologize, apologize for, for, for that, too. I apologize for not having Brevin just in the top 30. But it is interesting. I have had three Bobcats within the first five. We're not... Yeah, exactly. And someone took spoil. you to task over that, too. I, don't wanna, I saw that. Well, maybe not to task. He just said... He, I, I put him on this kind of binge where he was watching some highlights in 2008 where he did say there was you some talent. You might have scarred that, that man. And I apologize. Uh, again, this is a shout-out. We we reference Panthers Mafia a lot. Yeah. Pre Malone. Pre Malone. Shout-out to Pre Malone. Uh, yeah. Got the, he's, the, he's the secretly 
He's the plug on them stance socks. Yeah, I guess so. And again, I apologize to him for making him watch Bobcat highlights. But again, no, we'll re- we'll recap the first five that we've listed in the top 30. 30th best Hornet of all time slash Bobcat is Jason Richardson playing for one year. Marvin Williams at 29. Kenny Gaddison at 28. P.J. Brown at 27. Steven Jackson, Captain Jack at 26. And Raymond Felton at 25 so the first five guys are off the board now we will move on and go deeper into the top 25 hornets of all time and the 24th best charlotte hornet ever to do it johnny newman johnny newman the best charlotte hornet of all time our 24th best charlotte hornet of all time johnny wow. newman a guy yeah a, a forgot about name put some respect johnny on newman. johnny newman's name johnny right? newman is actually you know what this is the first one i really don't think i have a problem with. no johnny newman coming in at 24 i think we need to put some respect on this guy's name yes, played three years for the charlotte hornets averaged 17 points his first season 15 mm-hmm. points his second season and then 12 but also was a part of that team that had its first playoff series win against the boston celtics yes then would go on to eventually lose to the new york knicks four to one but he was a big part of that playoff series where you eventually would move on to the second round and again the Hornets have never been out of the second round so Johnny Newman being on one of those teams he did play with Alonzo Mourning he did play with Larry Johnson so perhaps he gets overlooked by those teams again Muggsy Bogues but how about Johnny Newman getting some buckets for those teams like I will gladly put some respect on his name and put him at number 24 overall again not exactly a guy that we're constantly discussing but a guy I feel like we need to reminisce on maybe a little bit more than we do. Johnny Newman is a good, earnest selection. And you're right. We do need to put some respect on his name. Like I said, now I'm excited to see Monday. Yeah, we're, we're starting to get there. Like I, I, yeah. It was a little bit rough to get to the past five. Like I had trouble with the 25 through 30 picks. There yes, were some Bobcats. No, I'm fine. I'm very happy with what it was. I'll admit that I had some trouble trying to find the right order. But once I actually no, you took still a have step, trouble finding no, the right. No, nope, I did a fantastic job. But it was it, it was some work. It was some work to get there. But now we got Johnny Newman at 24. Looking at the rest of this list, like there's still some guys that are going to be tough to slot in their exact spot. Like it, it's just interesting that you kind of you're going to hear these names throughout the mm-hmm. the few weeks that we're doing this, and you're thinking, you know what it. It's not a good franchise as far as talent has gone. No, it's not. It, but it is. Perhaps there is some guys that are a little bit more worthy than I thought. You no, know, no. Here's I think the, that's here's the funny thing, be. and this is where I'm at with this team now. Like Johnny Newman is 24th, which is hilarious. <laughs> Johnny Newman was good. He was. But we could say this team has wasted a lot of talent. They have. Like there's been a lot of good players here that just couldn't. We couldn't put it together. I mean, Pre Malone mentioned it. To you on Twitter the other day, right? Like literally, there were this that team that 08 Bobcats team should have been a lot better than it actually was. Yeah, and and you look at that, you look at that team that made it all the way to the playoffs. Johnny Newman again averaging double digits for a team that was make it able to make it to the second round, and we're talking about the best Charlotte Hornets team in really history of the yes. franchise that Johnny Newman was a part of. So shout out to Johnny Newman, you sir are the best, the twenty fourth best, I should say, Charlotte Hornet of all time thanks again for listening to us today i'm walker mail alongside nada edwards we appreciate you listening to the locked on hornets podcast on the locked on podcast network follow us on twitter and instagram at locked on hornets subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, stitcher overcast wherever you get your podcasts just search locked on hornets we'll try to get doug back with us on monday until then talk to you next week 